Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Our celebrations of WNCT's 70th anniversary continue on this episode of the People and Places Extra podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Ken Watlington, evening news anchor at WNCT 9 on your side, and today we're chatting with a big piece of WNCT's history, a meteorologist that you saw for two plus decades on Channel 9 and on another station across eastern North Carolina for another 10 or so years. He worked 33 years in all as a meteorologist on TV in eastern North Carolina. Philip Williams is our guest today. And Philip, you worked at WNCT for 21 of those years. Yes, I worked at WNCT from March of 88 through May of 2009. You were 22 when you started? Yeah, yes, I was <laughs> 22 years old, couldn't believe it. Um, I had always wanted to be a meteorologist since I was like five or six years old. And um, so I studied weather as much as I could growing up, went to NC State, got my degree in meteorology. And then it was WNCT that gave me my first television opportunity. Um, I didn't think I wanted to be in television, really. Uh, I applied for the National Weather Service and almost got a job for that. I missed that job by one day when Congress passed a, a budget bill which stopped hiring. Um, so by one day, I missed being in the Weather Service, went into television. And yeah, I've been in NCT again for, for 21 years. What was it like for you growing up in eastern North Carolina to get that job here in the east mm -hmm. and to be able to be a voice for your community and all the communities in eastern North Carolina? Right. You know, it was, it was fascinating to me because most people in television don't have the chance to work where they grow up. But I grew up in Rocky Mount, so eastern Carolina, of course, home right here. And to have my parents be able to see me on television, that was a big plus. I really like that. Um, one of my grandparents was still living at the time, and she was able to see me as well. So that, um, that, that felt really good to have that. Weather forecasting in the east, I'm guessing it's not easy. Mm -hmm. No, that's great though. I love that. Yeah, I mean, weather here, we have everything. I mean, we have all four seasons, which so many places don't have that. So we have the hurricanes, we have snow, we have thunder, lightning. We don't want to have tornadoes, but we have those too. And we have just so much different variety here, which um, I absolutely loved forecasting that. Let's take you back to September 1999. Mm. First it was Hurricane Dennis, then came mm -hmm. Floyd and then came catastrophic flooding. Yes, absolutely. I, I still remember that quite well. I mean, even with Dennis, I remember how it came up the first time just off the coast, but gave us tons of rain. It stalled off Virginia, then it came back down. And I can remember when it was coming on shore the second time, it was a very strong tropical storm. Winds were 70 miles per hour. I was there with the news director at the station wondering, do we go live or not? Because back then it was a, a teeter-totter, but it was a hurricane or not. And um, we just kept doing constant cut-ins and the rains came in. And again, all the rivers rose after Dennis to near flood stage and then of course that set the stage for Floyd to really pound us with the, the major flooding. What was it like for you to be a part of a team to be on the air nonstop for weeks to mm -hmm. provide that information and the comfort for the community? 
you know, that made me actually feel very, it was a very rewarding experience to know that, that I could be there to tell people what was going on. At the time, we had neighborhood Doppler 9, which we had just gotten not long before, and so I could use that technology to kind of show people where the rivers were flowing from one place to the next, like where the crest of the river was and how it was going to be moving downstream. So um, I, I really was enjoying being able to tell people what was happening. At the same time, my house had no power, I had no water. So we were relying on the community to actually bring us food and water at the station. Um, I remember one time I uh, worked like a long shift and then I took off and my first stop was going to outside the mall. They had The army had set up water distributions. So actually I went there and stood in line, got my water so I could have water you know, for the next day. So that was just a crazy time. Um, but working those, I think it was seven straight days nonstop, um, it just, your adrenaline was flowing and it's like I've got to do this to help people tell people where their baby supplies are where you can find things for livestock and find food so to me it was just so rewarding to know that we were in crisis mode to help the community and it's oftentimes in the greatest crisis and in times of need and the worst of the worst the best of people tends to show, mm -hmm. you know, the community, yes. as you mentioned the community helping you out, you know, even though you're working mm -hmm. nonstop. Yes, I mean, I can remember having, like walking down the hallway between the newsroom and the studio, and there were just tables lined up with food for us that people had brought to the station knowing that we were there nonstop. And um, yeah, it was, it was touching to this day. I mean, right now I, I feel that emotion, you know. Let's talk about a few figures at WNCT and your thoughts on what it was like to work with them and maybe what they meant to the community. And we'll start with Alan Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Alan Hoffman, he is great. He was like the, the first big anchor that I worked with. And um, you don't know how funny Alan Hoffman is behind the scenes because he's the serious anchor man and does a fabulous job, always did a great job with the news. But then off camera, he is just, he does little things that really make you laugh. Um, some things I can't can't do for you now, <laughs> but he would just do little things along the way that would really um, just just lighten your day. And uh, I just really thank Alan for always being there and, and being a good support because see, I was brand new in the business when I started. I was I looked all of 15 years old when I started. I was 22, and um, Alan oftentimes would come to me and just kind of give me little pep talks and just kind of bolster my confidence starting out. And so I really appreciate that from Alan. He's coming up on 40 years, Brian Bailey. Yes, wow. Yeah, Brian Bailey, he's a sports icon. Um, yeah, I love Brian Bailey, always have. Um, and talk about humor now. He's got boatloads of humor. Um, and just working with him, especially those Friday night football nights, I mean, wow, he was just hustling nonstop and just zip, 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 going every which way, covering everything, and just loved what he did. You could see his passion that that man loved Eastern Carolina sports more than anybody in the world. I mean, he just, he's it for that. And um, yeah, I just always love Brian Bailey. What do you think WNCT means to Eastern North Carolina? The first TV station to sign on the air, East of Raleigh, uh, and been there for the good and for the bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to have like a media rock for Eastern Carolina. And we actually do we have several, which is good, but it's great to have uh, just a, a station that's always been there, you know, that people can rely upon. And so, so yeah, it's just been great to have something that's been there over and over and over as a consistency to, to provide for the public. Over your time on TV, you kept some 
some keepsakes. We got some of them mm -hmm. here, including yes. your own a milk carton. <laughs> Not a missing child, um, <laughs> <laughs> which they did back in the day. Uh, but yeah, how about this? Boy, don't I look young there. Uh, yeah, this is me with uh, the masterful Jim Woods, uh, Carla Poston. She was the first um, weekend weather person they let me get because when I first started, we uh, actually had Monday through Saturday. There was no weather or news on Sundays. Uh, and so I worked all six days, did the 16 11. Uh, before me, Jim Woods here, oh my goodness, he did everything. He did, I mean, literally everything. He would do weather, he would do news, he would do sports, agriculture news. Um, so yeah, he, he was wonderful. In fact, um, when I started, I first just did Saturdays. I was doing low power TV in Rocky Mount. I would do that five days a week, then drive here on Saturday, stay with my sister, Helen, uh, that she, she lived here at the time, and I would do Saturday night weather and then just drive back Sunday morning. Um, well, after doing that for a year and a half, six days a week got to be a little much, and so Roy Hardy, the news director, he said, Philip, I'll let you hire somebody for, for Saturdays. And uh, so we, we found Carla from Newburn, and uh, she did our weekends for a while, and uh, so yeah, yeah, that was great. But yeah, love Jim Woods. He was um, such a great icon for Eastern Carolina. How important is it to keep some of these mementos? You know, it's great because one thing I've learned as you get older is that your memory can, can have little missing spots. And so when you have little keepsakes, I can look at them and like just today, breaking out the things I found. And it does refresh your memory. And um, you remember people more than things I've done. I when I see the pictures of all these people, you know, like Roseanne Haven, Alan, you said mentioned Brian, even like Claudine Chalfant and Gannon Medwick and just so many. And like that just really refreshes my memory of just those relationships and how important those always have been. Let me take you back to Carolina Today. Oh, what do you yes. remember about that show? You know, I remember like the first time I filled in for that show was July of 1988. And I mean, again, I was a young kid. I was 22 years old. And you had Slim Short, and you had Diane Bowen, and of course Jim Woods was doing the weather. I think, I'm not sure if John Moore was there at that time or not, but um, my goodness, just being a part of that show, I was like two generations below those guys. And so it was like doing a show with my grandparents almost, even though maybe they weren't that old, but to me it felt like it. And um, so yeah, I just loved doing that. And I can remember some of them, one of them actually, I won't say who it was, came over to me and said, you know, Philip, you really have to work on your voice because you're never going to make it in this business. <laughs> and um, So I worked on my voice and my accent. I can remember I used to say the word, instead of get, I would say get, you know, <laughs> we're going to get some rain tomorrow. And I'd say tonight, tonight's going to be whatever. So I had to work on that. I actually went to a little speech. East That's speech how we therapist. talk in Eastern North Carolina. It is, but they said, no, Philip, back in the day, you could not have an accent, really. Right. And so, um, yeah, I had to work on that, flatten out, you know, change my speech a little bit. But that was great. I mean, it really was. It helped me for the rest of my career to be able to, to speak the way they wanted me to in some instances anyway. Well, you made it. You had a career. I had a career, yeah. 33 years, I think, is, that's enough, yeah. <laughs> Your right. job was an important one, and still is. Yes, and I mean, I really loved, boy, back in the day with like that neighborhood Doppler 9, that was like my favorite no. to use because it was perfect with the streets and you could really could tell where things were going and I know with Floyd with the flood I mean I love to be able to zoom into little towns like you go into to Tarboro Princeville and make your way down through Canada area and come on down to Greenville and just being able to do that and show then use the weather service data for say where the floods were where the crests were how high the water was you could really bring it home and then also just be able to tell people where does your water come from for your local river? Like, do you know, like Greenville, that your water comes from places like Tarboro, Rocky Mount, Lewisburg, up yeah. to Roxboro? So what rains there is what floods here. And same thing like for the noose from 
Kinston, you've got a Goldsboro, you make it up to Smithfield, Raleigh, also back to Russell Boxer. In fact, Person County has the mouth, of the, the, the source actually of both the Tar River and the Noose. So you yeah. look up there for rain to see what affects us here. It's got to go somewhere. Yes, it does. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you want people to know? You know, um, for me, parades were always really important, and I loved going to parades. I loved going to schools. Um, I actually remember the, the Falkland Parade. I was like the Grand Marshal of that one as my first one. And I know it's not a huge parade, it wasn't then, but it went from, from one end of the city to the other, which was about three or four blocks. But it was just <laughs> awesome to me to do that. And there was a Mrs. Wooten who lived on the corner there. She always came out and waved. She was also sweet to me and would invite me in. And little things like that I love in Eastern Carolina. Um, going to Stokes and they would have like a house parade. You'd go from house to house. Love that. Um, and also, see, I grew up in North Carolina, Eastern Carolina. So for me, a meteorologist never came to my class in school. So I told myself, if I ever became a television meteorologist, if I'm ever invited to a school, I'm going. And so I've done scores uh, of schools and really love that because I know then you can make a connection with people and then they can go on and I try to encourage them to do what they want to do in life because I want to be a meteorologist and I pursued it and so whatever it is you want to be you know pursue it with all your heart and go for it. The quote-unquote fame you get from television news um, back when I started the late 80s from there through the 90s I mean we didn't have like the internet wasn't popular there wasn't streaming services you didn't even have much cable if when I first started they were just like four channels that was it so back then people watched the news a lot and I think we had like 40% of every TV turned on was watching the news so when I would go out in the public they would recognize me um, I can remember I'd been only been doing the weather for maybe three or four months and it was a Saturday morning. It was kind of a cloudy, cool day. And I woke up from my apartment and I thought, you know, I want to go get a cheese biscuit. Well, I just threw on a sweatshirt and just ran out to get a cheese biscuit. Well, when I'm standing in line with my hair sticking every which direction, I get recognized as being the weatherman on Channel 9. And I'm like, oh my. And so I realized I had to wash my hair every day. <laughs> Um, and so that's one thing I learned that you have to do. You have to take care of things like that when you get recognized a lot. And from then on, I absolutely loved it. I, I love getting recognized. I know people talk about, how, oh, no, no, no. But no, I, I love it because I love Eastern Carolina. I love the people. So anyone speaks to me, yeah, I'm going to speak right back and love it. And one thing you notice is that um, when you would leave this area, um, if I didn't get recognized. I'm not trying to be conceited at all, but it's like I would notice when I'm far away from here when people didn't kind of look. Yeah. And it's just one of those things you kind of, as you know, Ken, you, you're used to that as well, that um, you notice the times that no one notices you. And sometimes that feels really good, though. Yeah. You know, to have that. But yeah, it's neat. I've been recognized in like Las Vegas and Savannah and the Bahamas and all these different places. You go places and you're people say, and I had one lady say, you know, I live in Durham, but we can't see you there, but I have a place in Atlantic Beach. And so on Friday nights, we'd go down there and I'd see you on Friday nights doing the weather. And so little things like that, that's just fascinating to me. And Philip Williams, thank you for sharing some stories with us as we celebrate WNCT's 70th anniversary coming up on December 22nd. You can see more of Philip on our 70th anniversary special Friday, December 22nd at 7 o'clock only on WNCT-TV. 
But on the next episode of the People and Places Extra podcast, we're continuing to catch up with some familiar faces, and this time it's a longtime news anchor. He held down the anchor desk for 27 years. We'll catch up with Alan Hoffman on the next episode of People and Places Extra. Extra.